Take courage, O Joshua, son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest. Take courage, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the promise that I made you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit abides among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once again, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all the nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give you prosperity, says the Lord of hosts. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
second letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. As to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we beg you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as though from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the lawless one is revealed, the one destined for destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? But we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation, through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. For this purpose he called you through our proclamation of the good news, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm, Fast to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God the Father, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God, not of the dead, but of the living. For to him all of them are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. in which Taylor has been 
life really is quite temporary, and knowing or hoping that something has to come next. The Sadducees in today's gospel are not so different from Taylor Molly's seventh grade students. They also want to know how it works, or at least how Jesus claimed it works. They were dubious. They were the ones who do not believe in the resurrection, and yet Jesus is speaking of something very intriguing or very radical. Whether they're trying to trap him or find their own truth in him or both, they are curious. Now, in Levitical law, if a man dies, his brother has the duty of marrying a widow and raising up children for his dead brother. Now, if heaven does exist, and if it's a better version of life on earth, the assumption would be that in resurrection, one would have all that they had lost through death returned to them, and more. So if one woman were given in marriage to seven men, which man would have his wife returned to him on death and resurrection? I can hear the Sadducees trying to resolve this if they too are in Taylor Molly's seventh grade class. Mr. Jesus, if that's true, that if you die and be resurrected into like eternal life, then what happens if you and your six brothers all marry the same woman because you're all like following a bit of the law? And then she dies and you're all resurrected together. Then who does she like belong to? I love Jesus' over the years, many feminists have loved Jesus' response. <laughs> it's a bit obscure, multi-layered, but he basically says, those who enter everlasting life don't need to own one another. Rather, they will all be like angels, children of God, children of the resurrection, together. This was a thinking out of the box answer first century Sadducees. But what does it mean for us? What does it mean in the midst of our wondering? As that man stood in the Arlington graveyard serenaded by the multitude of birds, as we celebrated All Saints Day last week and prayed for the souls of the community of saints, as each of us holds the memory of loved ones who have died, as we approach Advent, a time when we hear about the end of time in our gospel readings and prepare for the resurrected one to be born. What does it mean to be children of the resurrection? I think Jesus is giving us a bit of the answer. He is speaking to these Sadducees in Jerusalem, not so many days before his own arrest and crucifixion. And perhaps he, too, is very aware of the question of life after death, the question of resurrection. Perhaps he, too, is looking deep at something too big for the human mind to conceive of. He tells the Sadducees this, God is a God of the dead, is not a God of the dead, but of the living. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. 
knowing that we are in good hands. In these moments of human creativity, passion, and imagination, I glimpse heaven. Imagine then what heaven must be like in God's imagination. I have a feeling that it is bigger than anything any of us can think of. And I imagine that it won't be a polished up idealized version of how we experience life here and now, which I think is what those Sadducees were expecting. To some degree, maybe we each develop some sort of notion of paradise, life without the inhibition of a tired or moving body, life surrounded by all those we love, Life without poverty or hierarchy or hunger. We dream as big as we can, knowing or hoping or having some sort of hunch that even in our wildest imaginations, we fall short of imagining heaven. And yet, we continue to daydream because it is, it is in our daydreams that we co-create tastes of heaven with God for one another. In our daydreams, we catch a spark of something more real, more heavenly than anything we've encountered in life. I think that I am most curious and aware of questions and mysteries of heaven during times when I am with someone who is close to death. When I see someone living in that question of whether they will heal or die, or when someone is clearly drifting from my world, when I encounter my own grief, or when I find myself wondering if we really will all be reunited in the resurrection. There's a poem by Elias Amada that I return to again and again when death seems close and the question of the resurrection becomes more immediately relevant. It goes like this. Friend, you lie quiet, watching the dawn light color your heart, dreaming of healing for your hurt body, lying there unanswerable to your will. You breathe deep, and your breath has two sides, inside and outside. You are on both, being breathed. The future approaches. You will heal, or you will go back to being God. Which will you do? Oh, by all that is beautiful, may it be that you live. May your body heal happy and whole. May energy fill and delight May we join the dance your presence gives. May you live. And if you die, oh dear self, by all that is beautiful, know you are safe. Everything is all right. Forever and ever and ever. The most exquisite, wonderful, familiar truth is what is true and welcomes you. Will be very easy. You lie quiet now, praying. A great feeling is coming, and you want to be ready. The colors of your heart blend with the light of the morning. You are blessed. 
prayers for our Congress, for Barack, our President, and for Deval, our government. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. We pray for wisdom and guidance in the building of our new parish house, that hospitality, ministry, and our love for God may be nurtured through this project. Give us grace to do your will in all we undertake. We pray especially for Marge, Bruce, Spencer, Denny, Kimberly, Dick, the Carey family, Ben, Alicia, Hannah, Sam, Hannah, Nan, Elle, Helen, Don Sr., Sister Olga, Reverend Stephen, Don, Ed, Mary Lou, AJ, Barbara, Bishop Tom, Bishop Gail, Andy, Richard, Ruben, Jim, Molly, Raj, Jerry, Pat, Jacqueline, Kathy, Elizabeth, Lang, Edie, AD, Liz, those without jobs, those serving in the military, and all who work for peace. We pray also for those who are suffering from the aftermath of Typhoon Haiyan. Are there others? Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest.
every month there's a healing, ecumenical healing prayer service in the chapel, and we'll be having one tonight. And I invite any who want to come for healing prayer, time of quiet, meditating music. You're all welcome. And then if you want to pray either for yourself or for someone else, you can have the right on pens. Please come. Thank you. Chairs of yesterday's fair, which from all signs was enormously successful. Thanks to everyone. We don't have totals yet. We'll probably have those for next week. But I want to remind you that coffee hour will be in the undercroft, and there's still a selection of things available. Not a lot, but a selection. Come down and get shop bargains today. Thank you. Uh, we want to thank you.
and even adults who would like to get involved. Next week, we are uh, going to the Common Cathedral down on Boston Common. So we'll be meeting at 9.45 to start preparing food after the new library. Uh, we'll be preparing the meals to take in. And then we will go down together as a group, uh, distributing those meals on Boston Common, and then celebrating the Eucharist with the community that meets down. This is a fantastic opportunity, particularly for you, to get outside of our community to really see how Christ is coming alive in people's lives. So by feeding them and by sharing the Eucharist with them. So that's next Sunday, uh, starting at 9.45, whenever you can, meeting in the library, and then we'll probably actually meet sometime during the 10 o'clock service. So uh, please just meet over in the library if you're interested. We'll be back by uh, 4 p.m. at the latest, probably. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
supper, he took the cup of wine. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance.
God which passes 